Check, check. Wipe, check. Moto 60 show presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data on PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. It's February 27th, it's 11 a.m. Pacific, and we are going to talk some Atlanta Supercross coming up this weekend. I am making my triumphant. Return to Atlanta. I missed it the last couple of years. Had something going on. I had a concert last year I wanted to go to. The year before, I just wanted to take it off. I don't remember. But anyways, my first Atlanta in a couple of years. Looking forward to going. Looking forward to seeing the new dome. That's there. Not looking forward to the uh, security, I guess, that, that, that is there in the pits and everything else. But maybe we'll see you this week in Atlanta, man. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. 702-586-7857. If you have a question or a concern about the Monster Energy Supercross Series, uh, please give us a call. And uh, we're going to give away a set of Fly Racing Kinetic gear today on the show, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. They're big parts of everything Pulp MX, as you know. Great company, great gear. Kinetic Mesh, giving it away today. Or Kinetic, I should say. Kinetic Mesh is out. Limited edition light hydrogen stuff that you saw in San Diego. is probably still available a little bit. FR5 boots, big deal for the FR5 boot to win a title with Chris Bloss wearing them. It's a mid-range boot, so please check it out. Uh, Pro Taper as well. Since 91, Pro Taper has led the way in premium control components. You know the name Pro Taper. Uh, Geico Honda with Sexton running Pro Taper. Rockstar Husky with Zacco running Pro Taper. JGR with I don't know who running Pro Taper. Chad Reed running Pro Taper. Uh, we'll talk about JGR in here a little bit on the show, of course, and we'll t- touch on Ryan Dungey news as well and cover Atlanta. ProTaper.com, uh, it's available at your local Tucker Power Sports dealer and online e-tailers across the country. Maxxis Tires, MXST, developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by A-Ray and AJ Cantanzaro out there, light truck tires, UTV tires, Maxxis Tires, the MXSTs are their answer for a premium tire. And if you're in the market for such a uh, thing, please check out Maxxis.com and, and, and see what they've got. So they've been doing really well with these tires since they've introduced them. So uh, Maxxis.com for more information. And Athena. The folks at Athena, they're a point of reference in the market for the production of complete gasket kits for motorcycles, dirt bikes, ATVs, and Harleys. they got high-end uh, performance cylinder kits, pistons, fork seals, connecting rods, valves, clutches, filters, and more. Athena.com, the incredible level of performance and reliability of their products is guaranteed by the latest generation quality controls and the continuous development is ensured by the in-house R&D department. Athena.com, if you want a discount on anything from Athena or get, uh, simply contact us on the the uh, Pulp Max contact form, and we'll pass it on to the guys at Get and Athena, and they will dial you in with a deal. So thank you for those guys uh, for coming on board with us, and thank you to you people as well. We have uh, lines are almost full right now, which is pretty cool, and uh, taking your calls and holding things down, speaking of the phones, the 
Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? Hi, Steve. Well, how are you doing? Great, thank you. What are we giving away today? I forgot. It's kinetic? a it's a kinetic K one twenty set of gear, pants, jersey, and gloves. What color is it? What does it look like? What what what? What do you uh, mean K? That's, the the K one twenty is just one of their graphic lines. This is the one. It's not the one that you uh, wear. You know, with the, the sunset on you, there. Behind the one in that photo where I'm ripping. Yes, not that one. Okay. This is the one. It's a little more uh, clean. Okay. Uh, right. Whatnot. So looks very fancy though. Looks very fancy. Okay. Yes. Um, all right, we're giving that set away. We're going to give away a set of pro taper tie-downs as well uh, on the show. Uh, so you got it. Anton and JT coming up here uh, right away. Let's get Anton on the phone if we can. Josh, Josh, you want to talk about track layout and sand sections, huh? Yeah, man. Hey, uh, I know you weren't – well, I guess you might have been there in 2017, the last year of the uh, the Georgia Dome. But uh, they had the, the sand section there, and Barsha was just launching into the sand. And uh, it wasn't really like a, a Tampa sand, uh, you know, it was a little bit more manageable. But I was looking at the track layout, it looks like it has a, a sand section with a sand turn right before a triple. Do you, do you think that's going to affect anything uh, uh, this weekend? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, usually those sand turns, they just end up all exactly the same, right? They end up just being an inside sand berm and everybody takes it and, and gets in and out no problem. So, no, I don't think that, I don't think that'll be an issue, man. All right, because uh, I know if, if the sand was, you know, obviously if it was like a Tampa sand, you know, we might have some issues. But back in 2017, the sand looked pretty manageable, so I just didn't know if it was going to nah. affect anything well, leading into that triple. Yeah, but they, before they had a sand wall, right, if I remember right? Oh, yes. Barsha was freaking launching right, it. Right, right, right. So this is a little different. The sand, the, sand, the, stand, the sand turns never worked. They never worked that well. I didn't mind the one in... Uh, in San Diego, I think that one was pretty good. The outside developed nicely, uh, but generally speaking, they're not very good. Um, so it'll look—it'll be just a bunch of follow the leaders right there, man. Yep. So I'll be there. I'll see y'all at the fly racing show, man. Sounds good, man. See you there. Thanks. Hi. Right. Uh, Swap Moto Live. Uh, you know that website? It's—it's it's been brand new for over a year now, and uh, we're pleased and proud to bring you from Swap Moto Live, Michael Antonovich. Anton, what's up? What's going on, Mathis? Those sand turns suck, right? Uh, I'm interested to see what they do because, like, as we've known in the past, they don't always stick to the hard track layout that it looks like on the map. There's always some changes, so hopefully maybe it's just a straightaway and then it's a clay turn after that. Who the hell knows? But, yeah, I see that section, and I'm just like, eh, that could go either way this weekend, and I don't think it'll be that great. Right, yeah. You know, sometimes they work out okay. You know, Sometimes like, they work good, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, even the Tampa sand turn, like, I, I only caught the last part of that guy's conversation, but yeah. that turn wasn't great. The straightaway yeah. was cool, but the yeah. turn sucked. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? No, I, I agree. So, um, hey, big news with Ryan Dungey leaving uh, Geico. Uh, the photos of him on a Honda uh, will will forever be weird, and we won't see it very much when he rode Paula for a couple of times, but mm-hmm. he's into Geico. We bought team ownership and uh, came to some races and was heavily involved, and then they announced the parting, and uh, people are really interested in it. That's for sure. My social media blew up about it. I, th- I think that um, for myself, like, people are looking for a big conspiracy theory and everything else. I've talked to some people. Uh, I don't know if you have, but it seems like, yeah, the time really was something. I mean, there was other things going on. It wasn't all the time, but the time involved was, was a big part of why he got out. It is weird, though. Yeah, uh, I got to listen to your Renthal Reaction podcast. I have a long drive ahead of me tonight, so I was going to listen to it then. Um, honestly, though, like, Ryan just retired. He's very new into this. He has a new kid. Him and Lindsay are just kind of, you know, getting into it. 
the man stepped back because it was time to enjoy life. So why jump headfirst back into going to all the races all the time? I totally see where he's coming from if it's like, wait, so I'm doing this, but I'm not making a ton of money like I used to, but I have to put in just as much effort. Like, yeah, I'll go ahead and go back home. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, like, like I know, like I said, we're all looking for a deeper a deeper conspiracy here, but sometimes, yeah, you just get buyer's remorse, right? burned out. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, it, and he had been to a couple races already this year, and he had done well, and I don't think there's any – there's – I would give zero credit to, yeah, he's going to come back and be on the line somewhere. Oh, yeah, no. You know, yeah. they need him because Marvin's not going to race or Cooper's not going to race. It's over. It's over, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he, that, he's that, not that, in racing right. shape. It's done. But, yeah, it was a weird deal. Um, honestly, just as weird as when he announced that he was buying part of the team. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Uh, it is weird, though. He scrubbed his social media of him, of him talking about Geico and riding the Honda. And whatever else was on there outside of the announcement that they're that they're separating, that that's kind of weird. And the people I spoke to, close to him, and close to the team, were like, "Huh? Why would he do that? We're all good. It's all fine." But that's a little weird. Um, unless there is more to it that we just don't know about. And and seriously, like I'm not even trying to feed into a conspiracy theory, theory thing or anything at all. But like, KTM does have gas gas coming back. Maybe this is a way to like put that out there. Who knows? Maybe Ryan just doesn't want to ride for a little bit. But, yeah, that, I do agree with you because I hadn't noticed that either, that all that stuff was scrubbed from his social media because, like, that was a great video of him riding Apollo. Like, yeah. that was cool to see. He, yeah. The dude doesn't matter how long he's been away from the racetrack, picture-perfect form every time. Yeah. So it kind of sucks that maybe we're not going to get to enjoy stuff like that. But, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just strange for sure. From what I gather, he – the time was the commitment. Like I said, he spent Valentine's Day. He spent his 30th birthday, you know, at the races and at the race shop. And some frustrations behind the scenes with, uh, you know, not being able to do everything he wanted to do right away. And the way mm. the way the person I talked to explained it to me, he w- Ryan's all in or he's all out. And so if mm. he, he couldn't be all in the way he wanted to, so he's all out. And Because I was like, well, why don't he just keep... Why doesn't he just keep the financial commitment to the team? And, you know, because it's obviously uh, uh, financially can make money for him and be an investment. And they said he's all out. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, who knows? I mean, honestly, though, like I'm looking the Wheaties box when he's on the cover of that thing like that. I have that, you know, uh, in my office and I'm looking at that. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll always remember Ryan Dungey as KTM even more than Suzuki. So those. Yeah. Four months of bliss on Honda, they'll just be kind of like yeah. a acid dream, I did, guess. Did you talk to him on all over at Geico? Because I did a few times, and, he, dude, he was into it. He was intense. He was dealing with everybody. Like, he was into it. He wasn't just standing back with a headset and, and watching. He was hands-on. Um, honestly, I didn't get to. Okay. I yep. had planned to. I'd seen him a couple weekends ago, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get to him. But, like, yeah. my year has been just so chaotic. I haven't gotten to spend as much time in the pits, like, hanging out as I would like to. Right. Um. So, I, I mean, I'm kind of bummed because I would – I really planned in the next few weeks to get an interview with him, especially at, like, Daytona because that's such a big Honda race and he had done so well there. So I was like, ah, hell, I'll, like, try to line everything up then. But, yeah. no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, no, absolutely not. So, yeah, no, I spoke to him about the Ferrandez-Craig thing and, and, you know, he was pissed and he was intense and all of that. And I was like, oh, he, Ryan's, Ryan's in this thing, you know. And I saw, mm-hmm. him, and I saw him talking to – Maybe Jet or maybe uh, maybe Christian at another race, and he was just full on like in the guy's face, like very much intense, very intensity, like lots of intensity, very much describing something on the bike, you know. And I'm like, oh, you know, wow. So, 
Honestly, that is something that a lot of people, they never showed. They never showed how gnarly Ryan is. He always came off as this, like, even-keeled, just, like, nice Midwest kid. Mm -hmm. Dude, when he got fired up, that dude was fucking angry. He was not one that you wanted to see because there were times that I would be in the KTM truck, and he was jacked up after a race, just, like, ready to keep going and and maybe fired up at something. He did a very good job at backing down his emotions when the cameras were around, but when he was away from it, he let everybody know how he felt. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, all right, Mike, Michael Antonovich from Swap Moto Live on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. we got a lot of calls here. Let's uh, let's get to these people and uh, try to get them some answers. First up, Kicker Bob. Kicker Bob, what's up, bud? How are you? What is going on, man? I'm telling you what, Arlington, that was wild. That was a good race. Yeah, it um, was. I was hoping to catch JT as well. Um, just wanting to know, you know, everyone's talked about the gear. Hey, why can't we get the gear? Why can't we get the gear that has the name and has right. all the stuff? Um, you know, I'm wondering about Reedy with his last race, if there's anything possible that he's going to start giving away gear with all that on there, just as a remembrance for people who show up and are big fans of well, his. I think if he, if he did anything like that, it would go to his VIP program people that signed up and uh so maybe he'll do something like that i would think he'll you know personal personally he might keep his last set of gear right kicker bob sure. like, i mean it's a big deal to him right so oh yeah, yeah um absolutely. yeah I, I don't know i would think his vips would get the first shot at it but he's you know he'll be around i'm sure yeah, they'll they, make extra they stuff have for what him. they have multiple sets of gear sitting in yes. their in their trailer at any time yep for sure so so yeah and then um as well you know i'm looking at the last race and i'm going stewart Big long whoops. The name Stewart and Whoops just go together. Yeah, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, "Where's Malcolm? Come on, where's Malcolm? He, he's got he, it. He's a Stewart." Yeah, he, he he Anton Mookie's got less flash this year, and I think that's by design. I think that's that's what he's trying to do. He's tired of getting hurt, and I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, blame because... him at all. And I think the other thing is too. Um, if you can, I, did you get to talk to him after the race? No, I did not. Okay, watch how was your weekend from Arlington. He is just happy to be through the Triple Crown. Like, he is one of those guys that has been bitten so many times by crashes and injuries that he just wants to make it through those three races without a bunch of chaos. Yep. And I think seeing so many guys get hurt uh, on Saturday between, like, you know, Tickle, Adam, Dakotas, everybody else that stacked it up, he was probably just like, get me the hell out of here. I just want to go to the next race. Yeah, and, and and that's all year long I've talked to him, not this past weekend, but all, and he's just like, we made it through a race, healthy, things are good, I'm top 10, I've never been so this many top 10s before, like blah, 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 and I can't help but think that that's been bed in, uh, embedded into him, either from Big James, from Tony Alessi, from Genova, or himself, that hey bud we just got to keep it going here so yeah i I agree and with the fact that's what i was going to say ac he's out i'm thinking you know that's just kind of like you had said before fast wreck fast wreck who else does that remind you of another stewart yeah for sure so just flaming flaming through things and then boom out thanks kicker bob thank you man have a good one man thanks appreciate it uh brain what's going on brain how are you Good morning, fellas. Hope all is well. Yeah. Hey, two, two, two things. Uh, one, who do you fellas see as more um, needing to win this weekend, uh, Shane or Kenny? And the reason I say that is because I can see both of them getting fourth, fifth, sixth next weekend, and I think that's going to be a problem. In Daytona, you think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, because I think, obviously, I think Tomac 
take some school in Daytona, but yeah. Baggett, Osborne um, for Kenny. Nah, and then, I don't think so. I don't see Baggett and Osborne getting in the way of Kenny at Daytona. But I, but you're right about Tomac. No. Tomac's probably yep. putting three points at least on Kenny. Exactly. Uh, and then I, I'm concerned with Jordan, J-Mart, who will win Daytona. I would thank Sexton, and then uh, I'm sure Hampshire will be fine because Sandy. Yeah, RJ is good at Daytona, as is J-Mart, as yeah. you said. I'm still. I would go Roxon, uh, Brain, because I think he's got to get a handle on this thing um, more so than Shane. Um, what do you think, Anton? Yeah, it, Ken has to get a win here um, just to kind of keep those points a little bit closer. He doesn't want Eli to get a run, especially because I think it's a pretty much a mutual agreement across anybody you talk to that goes to all the races in our position. Like, yeah, hey, if Eli gets through Daytona and he's got one more win to his credit, this thing might be over. You know, so like Ken really needs to win this one this weekend or at least just finish in front of Eli by any means necessary. Doesn't matter if he gets ninth and Eli gets 11th, just get in front of him because you have to score more points than him this weekend and then see how Daytona plays out. I don't think Shane is really stressing uh, about like, oh yeah, we're tied in points with Sexton or whatever. I think Shane might even believe like, hey, I'm just straight up faster uh, right now. So Shane's not really worried about that. But, yeah, this is all on Ken. Like, Ken has to win or just finish ahead of Eli this weekend and then see how Daytona goes. Right, and no, Shane is not stressing. I do know that, but I'm just concerned with what will happen to him at Daytona. Uh, uh, hey, one more thing, if you don't mind. I know GP start this week. Uh, so, obviously, I think the consensus, obviously, is hurling is, you know, yep. going to take, take care of business. I realize that's Captain Obvious. And then probably you have um, – you know, Kyroli and, and, and Geiser, if he eats it and, and does whatever. But I'm thinking about a dark horse, and I'm only thinking this upon health, and this is a big if for this guy. Am I an idiot for saying Koldenhoff for a possible for a possible challenge? Once you work with Rhino, anything can happen. Anything can happen. The mind is very powerful with Rhino. Um, he's got he's to be better at the start of the year for sure. Uh, it's going to be yep. – the weather looks okay. So it's not going to be a full mutter, I don't believe. So I mean I don't know I don't it's so hard to put Glenn on the level of of Geyser and AC and especially Hurlings and by the way I can't right, believe, right. I can't believe Prado is racing that's amazing yeah I can't either um, did he really break his leg I I, yeah, I, have I don't know but what do you think Anton <laughs> don't sleep on Mitch Evans Mitch Evans is fast dude like he is solid and Mitch is he's got the same bike Geyser has uh, he's got a lot of potential he's got a comfortable weight last year when he was on a 250 he had to trim down a lot which made him very you know kind of energy loss levels i think mitch is going to be a big surprise this year uh coldenhoff had that big back injury last year so he didn't start the season at 100 percent. so i think yeah like you said he is that big like huh well if he's healthy where does this go especially with him being like the new face of gas gas too yeah, because he's good at Matterly, and obviously he's good in sand because, you know, that's, that's what he's grown up on. But, I mean, again, I'm not saying he will win it. That's not my thought. My thought is, okay, you know, what if those guys have some problems? Yeah. You know, you got to have a dark horse in there because Paul N's going to show up, you know, once every six weeks. Fevra, who knows? Prado, who knows? Right, right. So, right I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's not cold now. All right. Thanks, Brian. All right. See you, fellas. Thank you. Appreciate it. What, uh, what about MX2? What do you think, Anton? Uh, honestly, it's so wide open. Those Yamaha kids are pretty quick, but it's like, how do you bet against Vial? Like, Vial was pretty good last year. He came into his own, I think. Yep. He let Prado take all the pressure, and then he just learned, and then he's going to step in. I think Vial will be a big surprise. Um, 
honestly, that's who most of my attention is yeah. on just because he was so impressive last year as a rookie. Right, right. All right. Alex, and then that other kid, the Austrian kid uh, that they signed, I think he's going to be basically just do what Vial did last year and just right. watch and then just kind of keep going along. Sure. Uh, all right. Let's get to Alec on five. Alex, what's up, man? What up, Alec? Hey, I was just curious if you guys were scrolling through Instagram like I was the other day and saw that Moto Triple X posted the return of a legend. J Law is back. I, I follow J Law on Instagram. Uh, I hope he's in a better place in his life and ready to go. He said he's going to race Loretta's. That's awesome. That's cool. Uh, he's always loved riding dirt bikes. That's for sure. I just hope he's doing okay, man. I just that's it. I just heard some gnarly stuff a while ago about how he was doing, and and you know, so that's it. That's all, that's my only comment, really, Anton. He uh, we were on the phone with Don the other day, and he called Don, and uh, Don's like, I got to go. Hold on. And he hung up, and he's like, yeah, it wasn't him. It was somebody, like, close to him. And Don's like, yeah, they just – they said I got to call him back at a different time. So I don't know, like, where all that stands right now. It's Jason. You know, who the hell knows what yeah. Jason's going to do. I think it would be awesome. I just really, like you said, hope that whatever things have happened in the past, he's able to get around now yeah. and not let them be a big distraction or be, you know – you know, just keep repeating the yeah. same bad habits. Well, many many people who have had many people who have had life problems, you know, commit to something and then demons come back and they can't follow through. So let's mm-hmm. just wait and hope and hope to see figures it out. So, um, thanks, Alec. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Billy's on three. Billy, what's going on? You got a question about Jordan Bailey? Hey, hey, Steve. How's it going, man? Hey, I love yourself. Hey, thank you. Um, I just uh, I've I've seen this kid the last couple of seasons. He's just solid, but I don't know a whole lot about him. Um, where did he come from? Jordan Bailey. Where did he come from, Anton? Uh, he's a Florida kid. Um, he spent a lot of time at NTF. He was a really good amateur rider. I did a interview or a podcast with him like back in December. If you can go search that on Swap Moto Live, it'll it'll explain a lot about what happened. Like Jordan's very upfront with. Hey, I didn't produce the results that I needed to at Husky. They clipped me. You know, they signed me to a good contract. I was expected to deliver, and I didn't. Um, but the good thing is Buddy Brooks at the Tyloo Honda team has pretty much given Jordan the keys to the company and been like, do what you got to do. Let's make this thing what we want to make it for this year. So Jordan's had a lot of input on, on everything going on. Um, but he's a smart kid. You know, he, he understands the big business side of things. Uh, his family's pretty, uh, I wouldn't say rich, but they're very affluent, and they know certain people in Orlando. So he spends a lot of time on the golf course, met some sponsorships that way. So he's not a struggling privateer by any means. Uh, I think he's just in a rebuilding process right now, though, because he almost didn't even race this year. He almost just went to college and just went really? and became. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. He said, like, uh, when he didn't have a ride and there was nobody coming around and he was getting some low ball offers about, like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll have you ride our bike for X amount of money. He's like, yeah, that's not worth my time. Like, I'll just put together my own deal and make it worth my while. So Jordan's just out there to be out there and, and see how much more he wants to do and I think have some steady improvement as we go on. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's going to be like – I don't even think he thinks he'll be like a surprise top five guy at any point. He's just going to steadily build and build and build back to what he was. All right, there you cool. go. Uh, All right. You want uh, you want to set up pro taper tie-downs? You got a bike, Billy? Yeah, I do. Yeah, hey, man, I used to race with you up in District 23. So, yeah, I'll take some tie-downs. It'd be awesome. Well, I don't know if you used to race with me. I mean, I barely race in District 23, but, you know. Uh, you did. You came to Grantsburg a couple times. I did. Yeah. Oh, so you actually yep. remember racing? Oh yeah, I do. Oh shit. I do. I okay. do. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Grantsburg's a good track for sure. Uh, all right. Stay on hold, Billy. We'll get you those pro taper tie downs. All right, man. 
All right, thank you, guys. All right, no problem. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I knew you'd be the Jordan Bailey guy, uh, Anton. I I barely spoken to Jordan. I don't know him that well, but I know you do, and you like you like the kid. I like the younger guys and all that stuff. They're into the music and the clothes and all that stuff. I'm into. We kind of tend to gravitate towards each other, so I find out a lot of that stuff. Right. And you have the, you have the big guys on lock. You know. I don't know about, you can just force your way in. I don't know about that. Uh, Torin, what's up? You want to talk about Webb and DeCoster? Yeah. Yeah, so a quick question on that. So in regards to with Cooper Webb's injury last week on that Dragon's back right there, um, a lot of videos showing Roger DeCoster walking past the cameras and won't make eyesight with them, nor does Cooper want to look at Roger. Do you guys feel like with Cooper Webb coming back this weekend, is it a lot of pressure from Roger and Allen putting that on Cooper, or do you think Cooper himself actually wants to push himself and come back? No, I would say that's all Coop's call, man. It's it's you know he's in a title fight, right, Anton? Yeah, that's a hundred percent on him. I think Roger. I mean, dude, this Moreau thing is going to have bigger implications on KTM as a whole than what people might uh, think from the outside. Roger's not going to make some guy go do something risky and stupid. He knows these guys aren't you know tear-offs to just take and throw away after every after every race. Roger wants his guys to be in there for a while. You know, Cooper's going to sign a contract extension if he hasn't already at KTM, so why damage the future on a short-term injury? Cooper's going to line up. It's all his decision. Yeah, this is all Alden and, and the decision like, hey, you got nothing broken. You can't do any further damage. Let's 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 make a run at this thing. And, and Coop's a racer, man. He's gnarly, so he, he'll be ready. Do you, think, do you think Cooper's going to have a shot at getting back into it, though, with going down? I, I can't remember the, how many points. There's like 12-plus points. Like, yeah, where do, you guys, where do you guys see Cooper, like, as far as a championship title contender now? Like, he's, he's way back in the pack now. Well, you so got, he's he's going to have to do gotta, some serious catch-up. you got to figure he didn't ride this week. you got to figure he's banged up. you got to figure that Kenny and, and Eli are on the top of their game. But you never know, man. Supercross is gnarly. Kenny could Something could happen to Kenny or Eli easily, you know? Uh, but I see if, if if nothing happens to those guys, I don't know, Anton, if there's a path for Cooper to defend this title. Uh, you'll pretty much know how everything is going to go after that, like, first-time qualifying session. Like, how fast he looks, how many laps he does, how comfortable he looks on the bike. That'll pretty much tell you everything. Um, yeah. I, 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 and that's hard to say because, like, who knows? He could be fine. He could be miraculously like A-OK and then come out and click off laps like nothing happened, or this could be a very much those first few laps are, okay, how am I going to adjust? I probably can't sit down too much. What's going to happen? Once you get an idea off of that, then you can say what's going to go from there. If he's all good, though, and he's not, like, broken confidence-wise, he could still podium. You know, yeah. He could still stay yeah. in the hunt of it and – like we've seen in the past, maybe that's his mulligan, and those other two guys could have theirs still to come later in the year. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Yep. Thank you. Uh, lines are really full, Anton. Everybody wants to talk about stuff going on. I wanted to talk to you about the race this weekend. So, um, I guess Bloss is back. Do we know that's your guy? Benny Bloss is back. Uh, that's a hopeful thing. He said that he pulled a muscle like on his side of his. Uh, like right next to his hip, like it's a muscle all along your abs that apparently is impossible to like strain and pull, yet he did it. Um, so he was resting up last week. I think he's hopeful to race this weekend, but I haven't heard like exactly one way or another. But Vinny's kind of in this position now where it's like, yeah, what do I do? Like do I rush it and come back unnecessarily mm -hmm. or do I wait and heal up and then kind of make a run at it later on when the field's even more depleted and I can make a bigger impact? Right. Um, yeah, it's interesting to me. We're going back to a day race this weekend. We're going back to Atlanta where a lot of riders feel at home. You know, so I think we might mm -hmm. see some better performances from Marty. 
Always been good at Atlanta. Always liked it. Jordan Smith, rough, rough uh, Dallas uh, rides there. Like he, over the years, whether it's Millsaps or Marty or Jordan or or Ricky, the the dome in in Georgia, and this is a new dome, but same dirt, same feel. Uh, it seems to favor the guys that ride down there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a, like that's a real hometown confidence booster thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. any any dude, North Carolina, South Carolina, anybody in that little like Dixie Circle. They all just think that that's the race, you know. Yeah, so yep. we should see a lot of guys put it on this weekend. Brayton's good there. That's another guy not to forget about. Uh, Webb is good there because, I mean, that's pretty close to home. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I do agree with you. Like, Marty could be pretty impressive. This could be the chance that Jordan Smith turns his season around after a rough two weeks. Mm-hmm. It, it could be anything. This is one of those, like, crown jewel races to the season that everybody really yeah. wants to have a good result at. Yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a little a little bit of a special race in the 17th, yeah. you know. Uh, Mickey's on five. Speaking of Atlanta, Mickey, what's up? You want to talk about Atlanta? Yeah, how you doing, man? Um, last year, I just remember you and JT had a little debate whether Atlanta would be on the schedule again this year. I was just wondering if it's still at risk or if it's here to stay from here on out. That was JT. That's not me. I, I don't know. He He's always got this inside line on venues, and a lot of times he's not right. So I don't I don't really know. Like, I, Why would they take Atlanta off at a schedule? Any, I understand the Dome is hard to work with, uh, apparently, and the security sucks and all that. But, dude, like for all the reasons Anton just talked about, like, how does this race go away? It's been such a staple, been so popular for so long. I just don't get it. Maybe JT's coming up here shortly, so... Um, you know, we'll ask him about it, but I, I, I don't know, man. Right, Anton? Like, how does Atlanta go away? Yeah, I don't see that one. I mean, I do get the point where this is a brand new multi, like probably billion dollar stadium, and it's beautiful. They probably don't like the fact that red dust gets everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere, everywhere. So they're probably like, hey, let's do this. There's another. There's always a big event in Atlanta about the same time too. There's like a marathon or something this weekend that's supposed to cause some congestion. There's always something going on. I'm sure. It's not like there's a lack of people lining up to rent those convention centers and stuff out. Uh, but, yeah, I think Phelps is going to stay there for good. Yeah, you know, I just, if, you, if they're back this year, I would think that, like, hey, whatever kink was there last year, they've worked out now. Yeah, I just can't see it, right? Like, the, And it's profitable. It's got to be a profitable race for Feld and for the stadium. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just I just can't see it. That's the, Follow the money, and the money says that the race will probably stay. So, thanks, Mickey. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thank is you. This a, is this Go a ahead. Supercross Futures race, too? I don't I think know. I don't know. If it is, I mean, if that's the other thing, too, they're really going to stack it up there. Like, that's a really good thing. Right. And that shows if they're going to run on Sunday as well, there's a lot of benefit to them being at that stadium. Doesn't it seem like any race that can have a uh, futures race, like outside of Detroit or, you know, these ones that you can't really do it, um, they seem like they're putting them everywhere, right? I don't know how many there are this year, but it seems like there's a lot. There's quite a few. Right. Yeah. Um, Eli Tomac, Kenny Roxon, of course, they've uh, they've been going at it for a little bit here now. Um, Eli's got, I think it was uh, three wins in the last four races uh, outside of uh, San Diego. Starting to get control of this, and, and maybe, Anton, we won't see any weirdo Eli, race, Eli races anymore. Yeah, we talked about this last week when you called me for the show, mm-hmm. and I still like have to put that out there. Yeah, there's still a lot of racing left. Who knows what could happen? You know, he it could even be something out of his control. He gets bumped in the first turn and rips the water pump cover off or something. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's well, totally. But I think confidence wise, he's pretty good. Uh, he seems a little bit more in control. He's limited all those like weirdo incidents. Uh, he seems like mentally, like when he's there, he's just very much to do a job and not distracted by those other things. But uh, who knows? 
It's, that, it's completely a, an unknown variable right now. And that's why, I, like you know, that's why Webb's got to come back if he can, if he can, because you just never know. He's not that far out of it. Now, if everybody stays equal, I don't know how he's going to make up those points being banged up and everything. But this is Supercross. You never know, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, the the Telmac thing, like I would, I seriously wish, and it's just because Eli is so closed off uh, by, you know, decision. You know, he doesn't want a lot of media and stuff like that. But if Bell was able to do a video series on him the same way they're doing on Cooper, I mm-hmm. think that we would get a lot of insight from Eli. The dude doesn't post on social. He rarely gives, like, a big, like, groundbreaking interview or anything like that. He's just this anomaly where we're just like, yeah, pretty much what we see on Saturday is what we got to go from uh, from here on out. And yeah. we just have to wait and wonder until the next Saturday what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shad's on one. Shad, what's up, man? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. What's going on? Uh, yeah, all the talk of this new bar from Renthal, the fat bar, um, uh, better on weight and vibration and everything like that. I've always been running uh, a Henry CR blend, uh, buying pro tapers. Yep. I've never really uh, weighed from it. Uh, but um, I'm thinking about trying that bar, but I really want to know, uh, how can you figure out what's best for your body weight, height, uh, the length of your arm, or anything like that? I mean, I've just been running what I've always been running, yeah. and you know, I really don't have the budget to go out and try all these different bars to see which one I like the most. Right, and you got to remember too, the bars move in the clamp, so you can move them where you like them. Right, so um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've done that. I don't think I don't. You know, like in the in the bicycle world, they can fit you to a bicycle. Right, they can measure your knees and your your hips and where you sit on the bicycle and and everything uh-huh. and, and and fit you to a bicycle, your arm length and shoulders widths and all that but they don't really have that in moto so um i just think if you're comfortable with a bar you just run it that's that's what you that's what you want if you you know if you notice that you're getting your your, your weights over the front or the weights over the back you move your bar a little bit um if you're a taller guy there's certainly uh, options for that but i mean there's a reason why you know that there's certain bends that whether it's the like you said the pro taper henry reed that's super popular or the uh-huh. uh, the nine seven one from the Renthal guys, whatever it is. There's a reason why these bars are so popular because they're they fit most people, you know. So okay, there really yeah. there really isn't that's what there really isn't Reed, one way Reed's to do it. Not a tall guy though, no. right? I mean, yeah, no. uh, that's it. So, I'm like five eleven, you know, yeah, I'm you're, about a hundred and seventy some. Yeah, you know, just so. have, you know, just stick with what you know, man. Stick with that bend from the folks at Pro Taper. They've done a good job with that one over the years. So. Okay, I didn't know if there was some kind of chart or something like no. that because I know the well, Renthal, they've been well, talking about that chart. Yeah, they have. the, the Renthal's got, you know, but that doesn't, that just tells you the differences. That doesn't tell you what you would like. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. like, it doesn't tell yeah. you what, what, but if you want something more, if you think about you want something more, then you can use that chart on Renthal.com and, and try that, which Paul was talking about. So, um, yeah, okay. I would think, Mathis, wouldn't, yep. wouldn't you be able to, like, if you know you like the Henry bend on the pro taper just go look at what the measurements are like the sweep and the height and all that stuff because it's in millimeters and then just take note of what those numbers are and then go compare yeah. that to what the rental thing has no i know you can do that but shad i think is talking about like is it the right A bar for him fit yeah, yeah like you yeah, know what i mean exactly. like is that yeah. the right fit yeah. for you like i got long arms i don't you know what i mean yeah. and, and yeah. i know like reed and all that band is built for a smaller you know less lengthy guy so. right right all right. Yeah. Thanks, Shad. No, I think you're you just run what you like, man. Okay. Thanks. All right, thanks, Shad. Yeah, it's uh it's tough to say. So um 
Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, flyracing.com. We're still going to give away that set of kinetic gear. Athena, Maxis, and ProTaper all on board with us. Maxis.com, ProTaper.com, speaking of that. And Athena, uh, last call for Michael Antonovich is from Joe. Joe, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good. What's up? Um, I just want to say that I believe Eli's got this figured out. Okay. And he'll bring this home. Why do you think that? Well, if you compare the way he was riding last year at this time, to how he's riding this year, it's it's really obvious to me that he's able to back it down just a skosh, mm-hmm. uh, bring it home, be willing to take, you know, the fourth, second, whatever, you know, just be off the podium. Or, you know, if he feels good enough, he he wins, but he's not winning like he was trying to almost lap the field like last year. Um, yeah, I can't I can't disagree with you, right, Anton? Yeah, I can't either. Like, he just, he's very controlled in what he does, and that's pretty good. He's not, like, hanging it out too loose anywhere that I've noticed. Yeah. So, yeah, no, uh, Joe, Joe I, can't, I can't argue with you, man. It's such a good point, in fact. Do you want to set a, a fly racing gear? Oh, my God, that'd be awesome. All right. Uh, we'll give you a set of kinetic. Uh, I don't know what version it is. Tits knows. I forget. But uh, kinetic gear coming your way from the folks at Fly Racing. Stay on hold, all right? Oh, man, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Awesome. No, no problem. Thanks for calling. Anton, thank you. SwapMotoLive.com. We'll see you this weekend, buddy. Mathis, one last thing on yes. the Telmac point. Yes. I watched his opening ceremonies video, and I seriously think, like, you see all these clips. He is a gnarly dude. I think that they have really gotten it in his head, like, hey, dude, you are badass. You just have to go out there and ride how you need to ride. Don't let any of these other distractions throw you off. Like, just go out there, remember what you need to do, and yeah. do that. And I think that he's really honed in on – just go race. Don't think about all the other things that go on. Just well, do your laps. It, we look, I'm not in his head, so this is pure speculation. But, yeah, he, mentally, he seems – and this Solid. is this – is, no, no, no. This is going to sound harsh. In the past, he has seen, been like the weakest mental champ great rider I've ever seen in my life. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, Oh, I agree 100%. Yeah, like, like, but like, I think that he's figured it out. Right, right. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised, but – you just don't see the run of race wins and championships from a guy like Eli and then at times crumble what I think, but I don't know, is mentally. You know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Um, all right. Thanks, Anton. Thanks, boys. I'll see you later. Thank you. Appreciate it. Fly Racing, flyracing.com, Moto 60 Show. Speaking of Fly Racing, it's JT. What's up, JT? How much? You were, uh, you were looking for the K120 there. K120. K- that's it. Yep. 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 You uh, got it. Giving that away. We've done it. Thanks for, thanks for calling everybody. We appreciate it. JT, a couple things. Uh, shorter show today. I got to catch a flight. So, yep. Um, yep. No, I'm good with that. Day program in Atlanta. That's different. That's cool. I liked it. We, Kinda. We, when yeah. we, we, it, well, not day, midday program. Let's call it that. Right, we did it. We did right. it. We did it in Oakland and I liked it. Yep. Yeah. I think the earliest one we ever did was, would have been Foxborough a right. few years ago. Um, but yeah, it's, Somewhat, uh, somewhat earlier for sure. I mean, opening ceremonies will be at four thirty. So, done by we'll eight. Done. I think we're done by eight. Yep. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, you, I like it. I think it's good. So, yeah, I'm okay with it. I think uh, it changes guys a little bit. Like they have to be ready to ride a little bit earlier than normal. But I mean, it's it's for uh, for everyone else. I think it's a pretty good schedule. Um, hey, c- caller earlier in the show brought this up. You had mentioned that you thought Atlanta wouldn't be back on the schedule either next year or this year um any any reason why and anything you've heard since then uh i haven't heard anything since then but i know um that uh the stadium was very expensive 
to uh, to rent. So I don't know what got sorted out. Um, if they just negotiated a down order, but it was definitely a cost thing. Uh, once they moved into Mercedes Benz Dome, their at their ask was much much higher than the Georgia Dome before it. So right, right. I don't know the details since then, but that was definitely the reason was just a, a financial difficulty they were they were having. What'd you make uh, about the Dungey news? I don't know. I think that's obviously the topic of the week, um, but I don't know really what to make of it other than just the uh, the most obvious was that you know it was probably more work than he thought it would be. Um, I think that's pretty common for anybody. You know, if you ask Michael Lindsay or anybody that's that's taken on a team effort like that. Uh, and then you know we we just heard some of the things that you know I, I think there's always. A resistance to change you know i know he probably has a very strong inclination of how to make the team better but these things take time right it's probably a a very big shift to to pivot and i don't know the level of frustration but i could i could imagine he sees things that could be better Mm -hmm. but it takes time to get some of those changes incurred and and you never really know what's going on behind the scenes as well yeah no he just had a baby everything else so you know as someone told me close to the team he's all in until he's all out right so if he right. can't be all in he's all yeah. out <laughs> so, well and, and i yeah. you have to appreciate that right i i think that's how he went about his racing there was no there was no halfway so no. i think the people involved in the team would you know it's, uh, it's obviously not a great look that he's already out you know and, and that's they have to work through that but i think having a half effort is only going to you know impede success so in the end, it's probably the best move for everybody. Right. Uh, Justin's on, too. He has an opinion on Ken Roxon. Justin, what's up, man? Hey, I just want to know if you guys actually kind of believe in my opinion, but it seems to me like watching him race over the last few years post-injury, he is such a first-couple-lap assassin. If he gets a top-five start, he will move quickly in those first few laps, quicker than most. But if he tends to start somewhere near, like, let's say, 12th to 8th, he has a very much of a struggle to get that same first, you know, five-lap or four-lap sprint speed that he usually has if he start, starts much closer to the front. What do you think, JT? Yeah, I've definitely noticed it. I don't know whether it's the start. Um, it, it certainly seems that way at times. But he, uh, I, I've also seen him kind of do the same thing when the track really deteriorates um he seems like he doesn't want to take big chances on a track that could definitely bite him so um it's been something you know steve you and i have discussed and and i don't know that we have hard answers yet but there's certainly a difference in his riding and his aggressiveness when he's kind of got clean air and he's out front and able to do his thing and also when the track kind of goes sideways it, it seems like he doesn't want to take big chances and put himself in a bad spot so We'll just have to see yeah. as this goes down the stretch when we get but, into tracks like this weekend and Indy and Detroit. Uh, there are going to be adverse conditions down the line that he's going to have to try to beat Eli Tomac if he wants the title. Well, yes, I agree with both of you guys, but there's times, you know, look at look at outdoor motocross where Kenny just rips through the pack. I mean, maybe it's outdoor supercross. That's the difference right there. But Kenny has ripped through the pack from a 15th-place start or whatever. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely it's happened. happened but yeah. I think mo- going back – you know, a lot of those were pre-injury. You know, like the the big one that I remember ever was at Millville, and that was on a Suzuki. Um, but but I think it's been something since the injury where he's like, man, I, I don't think it's smart to take big chances either on this track or in traffic like this. 
Yeah. And I'm going to play the the long game here, and you know, and it's worked out. This has been his most successful season in a very long time. Between uh, I, between uh, Mookie Hill and Roxon, who's playing the long game the best? <laughs> well, I mean, Roxon, you know, he's only seven points out of the yeah. lead. So, yeah. um, I think that's what he's looking at. Is is Eli has left a lot of points on the table in past seasons, and he doesn't have to win every round, but you certainly can't win the series if you hurt yourself halfway. Mm. Um, I, my only question to that is. The way Eli's riding this year, I think he's going to have to take chances if he wants to win the title. Uh, thanks, Justin. Thanks, man. All right. Hey, one more quick thing. Yeah. Uh, are you guys both as excited as I am that Cooper didn't get hurt? With the way he was riding before that wreck, it looks like to me that he's going to be the only guy to really – because the way he rides, if, he get, if Tomac passes him, the way he's going to go back after Tomac if he's got it, I think that's going to be the only guy to really be the good that could put the big chink in Tomac's armor for the rest of the year. What do you think, JT? I, I can't, I'm so looking forward well, to that race if it happens. I think uh, I think Roxon can win. You know, if he is, he's really start dependent as you mentioned. Um, but if he gets out front, he can win races. You know, but to me, more than anything, this title comes down to Eli only, um, as far as and Eli can win it or lose it. And I mean that in both directions. But I think that's been the case for the past few years. You know, I, I think Eli has been the fastest guy most times, but he's he's had so many poor races along the way in those years that he's cost himself the title. You know, it wasn't wasn't always other guys winning it. You know, like 2017, obviously, it was more Eli losing it in those scenarios. So that this this season will be no different than that. I think. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad Webb didn't hurt himself and. He yeah, won't be, I don't think sure. he'll be 100%, but it'll be it'll be great to watch him this weekend. Well, you know, if he can stay near the podium and with all the injuries that are happening, right. you know, if he can ride, I think he will. He keeps the, the title fight to under 20, and we still have a championship going. Reed, what's up? Your question about Blake Baggett's bike. Yeah, JT, I was in Arlington and noticed that uh, Baggett's bike that he was running in practice had carbon fiber engine mounts, and then his backup bike just had what would be aluminum or some type of metal. What's up with that? Why weren't they the same? Uh, I honestly have no idea. They don't. They don't really share stuff like with the bike with me. Um, I, maybe if I asked, maybe they would. I don't know. Those they're pretty tight lipped with that stuff. But my guess would be uh, that team is. Um, you know, they don't get everything free from KTM, so they they lease equipment from KTM. So I would assume that it was just a, a cost measure. You know, they, yeah. they have to have a backup bike yeah. in case okay. this bike blows up. But you know, it would really only be in emergency situations that they would use it. I, I would guess also, yeah, they would. They have two sets: one practice bike at home, one on race bike, maybe a spare. Yeah. And they just said, "Hey, backup bike." You know, you have to deal without these mounts. That would be my guess right. too, especially right. if they're carbon and, and fiber. So there would be no plan to use that bike unless they absolutely had to. Yep. Thanks for the call, man. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Uh, all right, JT, give me a give me give me your winners this weekend for Atlanta Supercross, please, both classes. I'll take Eli. I think the track's going to be soft and ruddy. They had rain this week here, um, so I think he wins the 450 again. And life will be easier with with Cooper banged up. And mm-hmm. uh, the 250, I think I'm going to go with Sexton to get get a win. Um, I think he gained a lot of confidence last weekend. And McElrath's starts weren't as picture perfect as we saw at the opener. No, all right, I'll go RJ Hampshire and. Um... Let's go. Let's go, Zach Osborne. Sure, why not? Fly Racing Zone. Hello. Yeah, Zach Osborne. I, I, oh. yeah. I had an Amber alert. Sorry, I couldn't hear you at all. Oh, Zach Osborne and R.J. Hampshire, 
Boom. Fly Racing that, that sweeps. Yes, they sweep Atlanta. All right. Sounds good. All right. Th- sounds good. Thank you. See you this weekend, man. Okay, guys. Appreciate it. See you. That's Jason Thomas with the Amber Alert. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Cutting it a little bit short this today. i got to catch a flight to Atlanta. So thanks, everybody. Flyracing.com, ProTaper, Maxis, Athena. Thanks for them coming on. Thank you for all the calls. Sorry we didn't get to all you. Tits? Yeah, buddy. I expect you to work these extra 13 minutes at another show. Okay. Because you're getting paid, but you get to leave. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week.